Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Healing Fucking Sucks. I am your host, Jackie Hall. Today, I am going to be doing a solo episode, which I know that I posted online that I was going to do one, but honestly, I didn't really know if I was going to because it was so hard for me to do the first time around. I think I was just too much in my head. It was my introduction to my podcast. This is my first podcast. And even though I have been on many podcasts, doing one yourself is much harder than just being a guest on someone else's podcast, especially when you are someone like me who wants to make everything perfect and you want everything to be as professional as possible. Um, some of my episodes, the um, volume has been messed up because I switched my volume low on accident during my podcast or some of the editing has been a little off because I'm doing this all by myself. I don't have a producer. I don't have a studio. My studio is my apartment. I have two French bulldogs, which I'm sure most of you know about, Zeke and Bubby, who are running around like crazy. They make noise. They want in and out on the balcony. Zeke likes to scream at me during the episodes. I try to edit as much out as possible. And anyways, long story short, I try to make things perfect. And I just have to realize that there's no such thing as perfect with anything in life. I'm not perfect. There's no way to be perfect. So I really just need to get rid of the expectation in my head that I have for myself of doing this podcast perfect because it's just not going to happen. Now I can make it better and I think that it is getting better over time, but you know, one day at a time people. So I wanted to come on and update everyone on my healing where I'm at on my healing journey right now. And all I can say is that I'm having a lot of ups and downs. Like a lot. Um, healing is not easy. And some days I feel stronger than others. Some days I feel like I can sit in my shit and feel it and deal with these painful emotions that I've just brushed under a rug for years. But ultimately, I have to realize that if I want to heal, if I want to be different, if I want better people in my life, if I want to be mentally healthy, 
and emotionally healthy and the best version of myself for me so that I can be the best version for everyone else around me. That I'm going to have to just sit with all this. And there's days that I hide. And the way that I hide is I play games with a friend on my phone so I don't have to focus on what I'm feeling. I put too much on my plate. Like, (laughs) I just signed up for two more college classes. I was already taking one. Now I'm in three, and I have to sign up for a winter class as well if I want to stay on schedule. And I work a job on top of that. I'm trying to keep this podcast going and to have an episode that comes out every Wednesday. I am failing at that some days. I am failing at my homework some days. I'm failing at my job some days. I am failing at just simply existing some days. It is not easy healing. Life isn't easy if you're not healing and if you're already healed. So add a lot of pain on top of that and uh we have ourselves a big old shit concoction, sits a uh, shit sandwich, guys. And um yeah, it's not good. So I've been having a lot of ups and downs. After this last trauma I had with my ex blew up, I still don't feel like myself. I don't feel like I know who I am. I don't trust myself with making decisions with people in my life. I have basically removed everyone from my life that was any sort of hindrance or And I don't even mean that like really in a bad way. Just let's say it was a friend that always needed me to be there for them emotionally. Well, right now it's all I can do to emotionally be there for myself. And I know that sounds selfish, but from what I have learned from my therapist is that We need to be selfish with ourselves. I have to remind myself of that because I am one of the first people to put everyone else before me. It gives me joy to help other people. It makes me enjoy my life if I can help someone else in need. But for some reason, helping myself has never brought me joy. And 
that is something I have to change. We cannot help people if our cups are not full. If our cups are not even half full. I mean, it's like going to a bank and trying to get money out of someone's account that has no money. Like, they have nothing to offer you money-wise if if that's what you're looking for, if, if you need money. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense to you guys, but, like, you have to fill yourself before you can help others. And I do believe that giving is receiving. And this might be a little contradicting of what I'm about to say because I'm not always the best with my words, but it's been proven to me time and time and time again that when I'm in need, when there is a fulfillment I need in my life emotionally, that if I go help someone else, that my needs are met. But we can't just constantly go out and abandon ourselves by giving to others or you end up completely empty. I don't know if that makes any sense about what I just said. So makes sense to me. Um, look at my notes here. My energy is non-existent. It was already non-existent prior to this last relationship that I was in and now it's even more so non-existent what am I doing to heal well this amazing uh, life coach her name is Rosanna Faye she's on Instagram She is a narc survivor, and she made a journal that is called Narc Free Journal. It's on Amazon. She is going to be on my podcast, and I was blessed enough for her to send me a copy. So I've been working through the Narc Free Journal, educating myself on what I went through in this past relationship has been the best thing that I can do even though the more that I learn I really have to watch out because I'm hard on myself I don't know if any of you are like that but like I'm really hard on myself and I have to stop doing that. I have to start giving myself grace for what I've been through. And, you know, there is a female preacher, Joyce Myers, who I adore and love. And anytime that I feel like I'm not close to God and that, I can't feel him. 
her words and wisdom always speak to me. And she is someone who her father sexually abused until I think around the time she was around 18 years old. So this went on for at least a decade. And her mom didn't do anything about it. And she knew that it was happening. She turned all of that pain into an amazing ministry and helps millions of people around the world. And she will say, I'm glad that happened to me because if it hadn't have happened to me, I would not be the person that I am today. And for someone that went through something so traumatic, so just messed up mentally, I mean, incest is one thing, but to have your father sexually abuse you for over a decade I mean, that is heavy, guys. And I just look at her and say, you know, if she can get through what she went through, then so can I. You know, nobody tells you how to heal. There's not like a a guideline to healing because it's so personal and different to everyone. And what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. You really don't know what it looks like until you're in it. And people say, you you know, that it's hard. I think we need a different word for the word hard because like taking my college classes are, is hard, but healing is a whole different level. It's excruciating. It's blood, sweat, and tears. It's nights of shaking from so much anxiety Because you're so mentally messed up from being manipulated for so long in abusive relationships. I'm talking about what I'm going through. That your only hope is to just turn on the word of God and just pray. Because... You don't know how you're going to get through it. And um, you feel very alone. And you just pray at night that you don't wake up the next morning. Because it's so mentally and emotionally exhausting. 
and I'm in my thirties and I still, you know, just, I want my mom and she lives across the country and thank God for FaceTime because I am alone. I just know that this is going to strengthen me in my relationship with God because he's all that I really have. And life can be so hard, people. I've realized, you know, my entire life that I've, I've never been happy. I don't know what happiness is. I I don't know if it's... I don't know what I'm looking for. And if any of you are feeling that way, you're not alone. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to cry. And it's okay... To feel all these things, it's necessary for healing. And at some point, we will come out on the other side stronger than ever before. And being strong, I feel like everybody's like, oh, you're so strong, Jackie. It's like saying, oh, you're so pretty. Like, it's it's not, it's not something that is easy. It's something that you have to be. And it's something that you've learned to be when you have been through abuse your whole life. And you've had to fight... For your whole fucking life. You've had to fight. And sometimes I don't even know why I fight. Or why I'm even fighting. And I'm sure there's so many of you that have felt this way at some point in your life. And... Like I said, you're not alone. After going through toxic relationships, especially with the narcissist, it's such a mind fuck because they wear this mask and they love bomb you and they make you think That they are someone that they are not. And you fall in love. With a fake person. With someone that does not exist. And you are unable to make. The decisions. That someone on the outside would be able to make looking in. Because. Of the chemicals that are let off in your brain when you are falling in love with someone that fast. Because narcissistic 
abusive relationships happen fast. A to Z. Like overnight. And it can distort your focus, the way you think. It distorts all of these things. So by the time you realize what is going on, you're so confused. You don't know left from right. You don't know up from down. And you have someone that is calling you crazy. And you're not crazy. Any of you that are listening that have been through a relationship, a toxic relationship, or a relationship with a narcissist, I just want you to know that you are not crazy. There is so much light coming towards um, educating people on narcissist and narcissistic abuse online right now. And I just thank God for it because this is something that's been going on for hundreds of years. And now we're able to put a label on it. That way we can understand, oh, what just happened. And like I said, education is the only way that I have been able to make sense out of something that made no sense. I kept trying to put pieces of a puzzle together and there was no fucking puzzle. And then... People are like, well, that person's gone now. That person's out of your life now. These people are gone. They can't hurt you anymore. You should be happy. Yes, you should. And it's not that we're not happy that they're not gone. It's that we have to grieve someone who was never even real. Someone that never existed. Someone that in our heads we had future planned everything with um it's a lot it's a lot and i just want to tell everyone out there that if someone you know is going through a toxic relationship and they keep going back, just know that on average that victims go back seven times at least. And if you can have compassion for them, please do. Set up boundaries. Healthy boundaries, of course. I can completely understand that most people want to just discard these people. They think they're bad at decision making. Um, this is not their fault. 
And so with me saying that, with everything that I have in me, if you know someone that is going through this stuff, please educate yourself as much as you can so you can have an understanding of your friends and family that are going through these things. And please don't ever tell them that it's their fault for staying. It's their fault for going back. We already have enough guilt and shame and manipulation and confusion and brain damage that happens from these relationships that we simply just don't need any more added on to us. We don't need people pointing their fingers and telling us that it's our fault. We know that something's not right. We know that something is really wrong and we don't understand why we keep going back. There's things called trauma bonds. There's all these chemicals that are released. And in essence, it's it has been compared to a heroin addiction. People are like, well, you should have never, you know, got addicted to heroin. Oh boy, I wish it just was not that simple. Or I I wish it was that simple. I wish it was that simple of we wished it had just never happened. Nobody wants to be addicted to heroin. Nobody wants to be addicted to a narcissist. Trust me. Narcissism creates brain damage. When you're with a narcissist, they stress you out. The stress hormone in your body is called cortisol. And over time, the narcissist stresses you out so much that it raises these cortisol levels to crazy extremes. To the extreme of if these cortisol levels were stretched out to two or three different people, it would be too much for them to handle. And this is all within one person. That cortisol level is actually going to cause your hippocampus to shrink. Your hippocampus is the part of your brain that is in charge of your short-term memory and your decision-making. It also swells your amygdala, which is in charge of your emotions like fear, anxiety, guilt, shame. And now it's all hyperactive. And this leaves you in a constant state of survival mode. You're not crazy. This is just like a mental illness. It is um, an invisible thing. It's an invisible battle that we are going through as victims of narcissists. These feelings, when you are coming off of them, make you feel like you're addicted to this toxic person. And I know that because I've been through it. And I would ask myself, (laughs) why can I just not leave this person 
they are so bad to me and to other people around them. This is why. So this is why I have this podcast to help educate everyone on toxic and narcissistic abuse. And the more I learn, the more I will educate all of you. I take 100% accountability for my actions, for my part that I played. You know, I deal with a lot of embarrassment. This is why most people that are dealing with narcissists will shut everyone out of their life or they will lie to their loved ones about being with this narcissist or in this toxic relationship because it's embarrassing. Just like just like a drug addiction. It's embarrassing. You don't want this to happen. And you so badly want help. But you don't know how. So I'm going to say it again. Education is key. Education is freedom. And so is having a relationship with God. Because even though I have all of this education... That is coming my way. Some of this stuff I cannot do on my own. It is too heavy for me to bear. And that's where God comes into play. And I could not do it without him. You know, I put a lot on myself. I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to get through college. I'm trying to be the best that I can at work. I'm trying to eat right because I need to lose weight because I put weight on in the last relationship that um, I was in due to all the toxicity. And because my cortisol levels have been so high, because I still have not been able to get them down even after all this time, it's not allowing me to lose weight. I have to wait for my body chemistry to even out. Because I have been living in flight or fright mode for so long. My dog, Bubby, is coming up right now. He does not like when I'm upset and he knows that I've been crying. So, hi, Bubby. They're going to hear your snorts. Did you tell everybody it was your birthday? You, you had a birthday, baby. You had a birthday. Yeah. He's six. My big boy is six. Okay. I just want everyone to know that I am completely open about my faults, my sins, my wrongdoings. Like I said before, I am not a perfect person. I don't try to be... Um. Not in my life. I try to make certain things perfect, like my podcast, but I already went over that. Um, I don't try to act like I, I'm an amazing human. I know that I am not. I do try to be a better person every day. And yes, I get a little riled up sometimes when I know that there's. Um, people out there that are hurting other people because I know 
you know, it only takes a couple of seconds to cause someone a lot of damage. And then that damage takes quadruple the amount of time to heal. And I don't necessarily think that that is fair. And if I can prevent someone from being hurt by a predator or a narcissist, then I will do that. But at the end of the day, I've got to start putting more things in God's hands. The battle is not mine to fight. It is his. I would like to engage with you all more. Uh, Being vulnerable online is not easy. I went years without posting anything on Facebook at all. And now I'm posting all the time. And I feel like people are really resonating with what I'm going through. And I've received letters and cards in the mail with just simple stuff like, you're so powerful. Have an amazing day. Remember, you're loved. It's just little stuff like that that can really change someone's day. So I encourage all of you that are listening that if you know someone that is going through something, that something so little can change someone's day. And it's so important. And I really am just very grateful for each and every one of you that have taken your time out to download my podcast. And I hope you all are getting something out of it. You all are more than welcome to make requests for me to do on the podcast. If there's a certain guest you want on the show, and I can try my best to get anyone on. I'm not going to say that everyone's going to agree to be on my show because I'm not that big yet. So, um, but we can try. It's always a no if you don't ask. So we can try. I really want to start working on loving myself more. And just realizing that every day is not going to be a walk in the park. And being there to support you guys as much as you all are supporting me. Like I said, it's not easy being so vulnerable online. So, I think I said all I needed to say. I will update you guys more on my mental health and what's going on right now as far as medication. I am still doing the low-dose ketamine, which is not really doing anything at all for me. So I'm thinking about stopping that. I'm still on my Prozac and Wellbutrin. And I think that's about to be switched up because it's not working either and you know just 
pray for me, guys. I'll eventually get through this. I love you all, and I appreciate you all. Bye.